Greetings, and welcome to the Get Hiking Southeast podcast. I'm Joe Miller, and I'll be leading this adventure. Why me? Why am I at the front of the pack? Well, for the last decade or so, I've been leading hikes and backpack trips in the Southeast, and for nearly three decades, I've been writing about adventure in the region as a newspaper columnist, guidebook author, and as a blogger. Our focus in the Get Hiking Southeast podcast, telling the stories of the hikers and the trails, especially those lesser-known trails in the southeastern United States. And now the news. When I was in college along Colorado's Front Range in the late 1970s, there was a prolonged drought. In winter, you could tell how bad it was by how few ski areas were open. This drought, FYI, was the catalyst behind at least some resorts in Colorado embracing snowmaking. In spring, summer, and fall, we could tell how bad the drought was by heading to Horsetooth Reservoir just west of town to see how many places we could now walk across what was intended to be the water source for Fort Collins, Greeley, and smaller towns in northern Colorado. Another measure of the drought? Watching the community of Stout emerge from the lake bottom. Stout was a small community that existed in the basin that would house Horsetooth. It was inundated when the dam was completed in 1949. Every time we'd go up, we'd see more evidence of stout. An old schoolhouse, a few foundations. Eerie, and not that uncommon, it turns out. On Thursday, July 21st, Dr. Morgan Smith of the University of Tennessee Chattanooga will give a virtual lecture on submerged archaeological sites in Tennessee. If you've ever wondered what's at the bottom of your favorite man-made lake in Tennessee, this could be your chance to find out. And, because it's virtual, anyone, anywhere can attend. It's free, but pre-registration is required. Find links to learn more about exploring Tennessee's submerged cultural landscapes and resources, as well as to register in our show notes. And that is the news for this week. Today on the Get Hiking Southeast podcast, we revisit North Carolina's 12 state trails. Revisit because in March 2021, we spoke with State Trails Coordinator Smith Rayner about the trails. That discussion was more of a broad-based chat about the State Trails program. Today, we take a closer look at each of the 12 trails, and later we will revisit these trails again to see how 2023, designated the year of the trail in North Carolina, will impact the development of these long trails. But let us not get ahead of ourselves. Today's podcast is from our twice-a-month Lunch with Get Hiking Zoom session. This one from June 30th. So, today we're going to talk about North Carolina's 12 state trails. And I know on the announcements you got, it said there were nine. That was apparently old information, and we are now up to 12 state trails. Now, nine or 12, there's a good chance you've only heard of one of these trails, and that's the Mountains to Sea Trail. And the main reason we've heard of that is because, well, one, it's been in existence since the 1970s. Um, Well, it was created in the 1970s. It only really came about um, as a force beginning in the mid-90s. But it has become something of a force. And and just about anybody who hikes in North Carolina has hiked on the mountains, the sea trail. So we're going to be taking a look at all 12 of these trails Uh, there's a mix of of hiking and paddling and biking. We're going to focus primarily on those that are open to hiking, but we will mention the other ones. 
Another reason you may not have heard of some of these is because uh, not much of them exists. Um, some of them are completed. I think there are two that are completed, and those are both paddle trails. But otherwise, they're basically concepts. Um, and part of the reason for that is that um, the definition of a state trail, what exactly constitutes a state trail, it's basically an effort by the state to connect trail that's on land other than, well, including what they own, but, um, but beyond that as well. So if, if you've got a state park that adjoins, say, a wildlife resource land or a, a, a federal forest or a, a national park, um, this would be an effort to try to link those trails into something that's, that's more cohesive and thus a long trail. I don't know if you're familiar with the Carolina Thread Trail in the Charlotte area, but its goal is to connect 19 counties in Charlotte, in the Charlotte-Mecklenburg area in South Carolina. And um, they're doing the same thing. It basically identifies trail that's existing, in that case, mostly with uh, state or with uh, county parks and municipal parks, and try to get them to create a, a longer trail. I can't remember how long exactly that one's supposed to be, but um, it's going to create a, a pretty sizable network in 19 counties. Yeah, These... I'm, I'm, I am familiar with uh, the Carolina Thread Trail. They're the only uh, trail system that didn't shut down during the pandemic. So I was out hiking on them back in 2020. Yeah, there were, um, I think it was a little easier for some of the, I know some of the state trails closed for a short bit, not all of them, um, state park trails. There were some in more remote locations that, um, that stayed open. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, that's kind of their loose definition of what a state trail is. There is not a lot of information available on some of these trails. You can go to the uh, North Carolina State Parks State Trails website. And again, I'll have a link for that. And you can get some of these. It's just very basic information. And, and we'll get to that. In other cases, though, someone has taken the lead in developing these trails. And they do a pretty good job of keeping up with developments. And we'll talk about those as well. These trails, again, are a mix of, um, there aren't many that are just hiking only. There's a lot of multi-use that involve uh, hiking and, and biking. Uh, a couple of trails offer a hiking and a paddling alternative. There's some equestrian that's thrown in. Um, and in some cases, they haven't quite determined who the users will be. I think generally hiking will be considered one of the uses. And I think part of the issue is they're trying to determine whether to open some of these trails up to mountain biking and uh, horseback riding as well. So mountain to sea trail, we'll start with that since that's, that's the most obvious one, the one that most of us know about. They have a, <clears throat> partly and the main reason that we know about them is that even though it's a part of the state park system, it's uh, operated and run by a volunteer group, the Friends of the Mountains to Sea Trail. Um, a mostly volunteer group. It does have some full-time staff. It is, um, runs right now about 1,175 miles. 
Only about 700 miles of that is actual, what you would consider trail. The rest of it right now is rabbit on, uh, for the most part, on uh, ideally on smaller country roads. Especially if you look at this map, the solid portions, um, that's completed trail. And if you, if you look at Raleigh, uh, you'll notice that the trail that goes from Raleigh to the coast, most of that is not completed. So you'll be walking on roadway for that. And there are people who have completed the entire trail, but they're doing like close to 400 miles of it on um, mostly on country roads. But it is making incredible progress. Um, they're reluctant to say when exactly it might be completely finished, but um, possibly in our lifetime, we'll see. It is, considers itself a hiking trail. There are a couple instances right now, um, especially on these road sections where you can bike it. And uh, if you wanna get completion status, they will count biking. Um, so that is an option. And there's also a couple of paddle options. There's one along the, the uh, Yadkin River, um, between Elkin and Pilot Mountain. And then you can also do a paddle option at the coast um, along the Noose River down to New Bern. <clears throat> okay, so we'll start with the Dan River State Trail. That is a paddle trail, runs about 90 miles. That's 90 miles of the Dan River in North Carolina because it runs, it starts in Virginia, ends in Virginia, um, it's about 214 miles primarily. It is, um, it's a really popular river. It's kind of mountain-like, especially around the Hanging Rock area. There are um, uh, at least six access points um, in the North Carolina um, section. They intend to add more. Your best source of information here is the Dan River Association. They have a great interactive map. Um, and again, I'll provide the link, but they're danriver.org. Their interactive map shows all recreational opportunities within their, um, the watershed of the Dan River. So that's pretty great because it also includes hiking options. And there are a surprising number in that area. So that is our first trail. And again, <laughs> that entire trail has been identified it's just a matter of adding access points at this point. Deep River State Trail. This one runs from roughly the Greensboro area uh, along the Deep River, um, and it winds up near Jordan, uh, Jordan Lake. There's a stretch of it that is, this is both a hiking and a paddle trail. The paddling part is a little more advanced right now. Um, and there is a section that is in uh, Moore and Lee County and Chatham County as well, where they've identified, there's a paddle trail that has been identified by the Triangle Land Conservancy. They have six access points and you can get a, a paddle trail map from them on their website. East Coast Greenway, you've probably heard of it. Um, might not have thought of it as a state trail, but it actually is part of the state trail system. There are two networks that are part of this, this trail. It's a 3,000 mile greenway trail intended to link Florida and Maine. Kind of a, um, 
a paved version, mostly paved version, um, or counterpart to the Appalachian Trail. But it will have um, two runs through North Carolina, a coastal run, and then one that comes through the Piedmont. Um, and currently, the main section that is completed is the uh, um, American Tobacco Trail stretch in Durham into Raleigh. <coughs> the Fonta Flora State Trail. This is a trail that's in, um, that is, there's a lot of movement on. Its intention is to link Morganton and Asheville. Um, it is, it's considered a hiking, biking trail. The main part of the trail, about 20 miles right now, is that's completed is uh, west of Morganton and around the Lake James State Park area. And if you get a chance, this is definitely worth exploring right now. Um, the trail is designed, uh, is being professionally designed. And it's, for the most part, it's about, I think it's 14 foot wide, very finely crushed gravel. So it's, it's very um, hiker friendly, it's very biker friendly. It goes through some really gorgeous areas. It's one of the few trails in North Carolina that I can think of that actually goes by a brewery. The Fonta Flora uh, Brewery is near Lake James. And I see, um, I see like it, it says Old Fort there. Um, the Fonta Flora State Trail starts in Old Fort. Is that part of the Catalba Trail, which is closed right now? Or is that a separate from the Catalba Trail? Well, there's Catalba a... Falls. Yeah, so that is, um, that's a separate development. There's a 42-acre or a 42-mile trail network that's being developed um, in the Old Fort area. They just opened the first six miles of it this past weekend. Okay, uh, I see. I see, your, I see your chart now in the legend that the dotted line is a planned trail. Okay, I see now. Yes. So, yes, part of that is done near Old Fort. That's going to be a really extensive and pretty awesome um, trail network. And part of that will be part of the Fonta Flora Trail. This trail, uh, Burke County has really taken the lead in developing it. Uh, and you can find some good information on their website. Uh, they try to keep it updated. They've got, they have a map that was last updated in 2019. So it is old. Uh, and there have been developments since then. But it's your best source for finding information. And really, it's, it's well worth pursuing right now. This is an area that's along the, the base of the Blue Ridge Escarpment. And so the, the terrain is really pretty. There's a, uh, there's a trail that you can link to get up to, um, up to Linville Gorge uh, and, and hook up with the Mountains to Sea Trail. But it's just, um, it's really a gorgeous area. And there's enough trail there right now to make that worth, um, worth exploring. French Broad River State Trail is the oldest state trail. It goes back to 1978. And that one is pretty much developed. They've got, um, it's 117 miles. There's river access throughout. And the great thing about, that I like about this trail is that if you start near um, the headwaters in Rossman, the French Broad is a very, very intimate, very narrow um, paddle, very peaceful. And it's, really amazing to see how the river grows as it gets into Asheville. And then when it gets into a, a more mountainous area um, north of Asheville, it's become a real popular whitewater rafting and kayaking area. 
um, commercial outfitters run it quite a bit. Uh, you can pick it up in Marshall and in Hot Springs. So it's a, it's a, a great evolution of a river from headwaters to, um, to where it leaves the state in, in a real mountainous form. So is the, is the Big Laurel, uh, the Big Laurel Creek Trail up in Hot Springs, is that part of uh, this trail system or is that separate? Um, Big, Big Laurel Creek Trail? Uh, that I'm not familiar with. Um, okay, because it, it dead ends into the French Broad River. Oh, it, and it's a paddle trail. Uh, well, it's a it's a hiking trail. It starts at the I think it's the Laurel Laurel Creek, and then it dead ends into the French Broad River, and then you turn around and go back. So uh, total out and back, it's about seven miles. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the Appalachian Trail runs through there, runs through downtown yeah. Hot Springs. Uh, yes. That is a great hike. So, but yeah, this is a river trail um, and it is pretty much completed. Another great area that's emerging, the Hickory Nut Gorge State Trail. <clears throat> this is an effort to kind of link all the trails in the Hickory Nut Gorge area. And that includes Chimney Rock State Park. It includes the Florence Nature Preserve, uh, Bat Cave, Bear Wallow Mountain. And some of these places you may not be familiar with, there are a lot of places that have been saved by, uh, by Conserving Carolina, which is a land trust that operates in Western North Carolina. And they've been extremely active in this area, uh, saving a lot of land and doing a lot of work to complete this trail network. This, um, this map, which is from the State Parks website is, is way out of date. Uh, it lists everything here as planned. A lot of this is actually finished. Um, this loop trail, for instance, that's the Florence Nature Preserve. And then a lot of the trail in through here is open. Um, there's a, actually about 20 miles that's open now. I think their goal is to get up to 100. But another great place to consider um, exploring, Bat Cave is a real curious place. Um, just that whole area, um, if you're looking for a good hiking vacation, that is a good Yeah, place. I, lo I love Chimney Rock. I've been there, the state park, a few times. I love it. Yeah, so there's, um, there's a lot of good hiking in that area. The Northern Peak State Trail, this is one that's more concept than anything right now. Its intention is to link Boone and uh, uh, Jefferson, West Jefferson area. Oh, there yeah. is some pretty fabulous hiking in through here. There's two state parks, Elk Knob, well, Elk Knob State Park, and then the Mount Jefferson State Natural Area. But the, the hiking that will join that, there's some land trust property, um, Three Top Mountain, um, Snake Mountain. Uh, it's really a a, a pretty gorgeous area and there's not a lot of, of development in through this area. So you get a lot of views that um, as long as you don't look to the South, the views are pretty good. If you look to the South, like Elk Knob here, it has two, um, has two viewpoint areas. This one is looking to the North. The one to the South, you can see all kinds of development. You can see down to Boone, you can see that, that condominium, monstrosity at uh, um, uh, Sugar Mountain. Sugar Mountain, yeah. 
but this is this is generally this is going to be a great little run. But again, very little of it is done right now, and um, there's not much information that's available on what their plan is where they hope to take it. The Overmountain Victory Trail. So there's a state trail. The Overmountain Victory Trail is a 330-mile national trail that uh, retraces a route that was taken uh, by patriots in a, the Battle of Kings Mountain in 1780. Uh, the bulk of it is in North Carolina, and parts of this trail exist. It's kind of funny. You'll be hiking along, and the Overmountain Victory Trail will cross the trail you're on. There's a spot on the AT that is... Um, near Carver's Gap, near Roan Mountain, and the trail crosses there. There's not a lot of the trail that's finished. Uh, there's also a stretch coming into Morganton that comes into the Fauna Flora Trail. But again, not a lot of information on this trail, and not a lot of it is, um, is finished at this point. Roanoke River State Trail. This is, uh, this is a trail, it's a paddle trail, but it's a great camping trail. They've got about 14 platforms, and by they, it's the Roanoke River Partners who have been developing it. They have 14 platforms for camping. Most of them are down here in the, uh, the, the southern part, the plymouth Williamston area, and I think they're, they're building them about every 10 miles, um, so you could put together a, a nice little paddle trip. But that is a, a pretty awesome program. Um, and if you get a chance, go onto the River Roanoke River Partners website, and you can see some of these platforms are um, are really remarkable. They're um, you're basically pitching a tent on them, but they they've got like little seating areas, um, and some of the construction is pretty elaborate. So a great program there, and I believe they're starting to build more platforms upriver up toward uh, Halifax and Roanoke Rapids. This is another trail that uh, is more concept than anything right now. It's the Wilderness Gateway State Trail, which will link the trails that we talked about earlier in Hickory Nut Gorge State, um, in the Hickory Nut Gorge area, with South Mountain State Park. And this one would seem to have a little bit more promise in terms of developing sooner rather than later, because a lot of the land that it'll go through is um, Wildlife Resource Commission land. So getting access would be a little bit less of a, an issue. And the South Mountains, if you haven't had a chance to explore there, it's a, a, a relic chain. It used to be part of the Southern Appalachians, and it kind of, um, I don't know how these things work geologically, but it separated years ago. And it's, um, it's they top out at below 3,000 feet, but there's a lot of waterfalls um, it's kind of a mountain experience without actually having to drive all the way to the mountains. And there are, even though the elevation is not that great, you can find some pretty good hills in through here. So it's a pretty awesome area. Um, and hopefully they'll be able to make some progress on this. But again, not a lot of information available. <clears throat> and finally, we've got the Yakton River State Trail, which uh, is a trail that's finished. It was uh, started... The, the concept in 1985 runs for about 130 miles. There's 17 access points along the way. And it is, um, it's overseen by the Yadkin Riverkeeper. 
they have a, an event every June where they paddle, they paddle the length of the river. Um, they do camping and um, it's, it's kind of a big thing. You can, you can tap into it for a day or two, or you can stay for the, the entire duration. Um, it's like a 10 day trip, but, um, but they've done a really good job of developing. And that's North Carolina's 12 state trails in a nutshell. As I mentioned at the beginning, we'll be following up this podcast with additional updates on the 12 trails and how their development will be spurred in 2023, the year of the trail in North Carolina. Find links to more information about the 12 trails and on year of the trail in our show notes. That's our show for this week. I hope you liked it and that you'll be back. In the meantime, a reminder that the Get Hiking Southeast podcast is a part of the Get Hiking and Get Backpacking universe, where instead of just telling you about great places to go, we take you there. To learn about everything we do and every place we go, go to getgoingnc.com and click on Explore With Us. We still have five spots left for our next Get Hiking Summer Weekend Escape on the Mountains to Sea Trail, this one July 22nd through the 24th, to the Shining Rock Graveyard Fields Mount Pisgah Pink Beds area of North Carolina. Camping at the Mount Pisgah Campground, food, and 20 miles of hiking included. And we've announced our annual fall visit to the Appalachian Trail near Hot Springs, North Carolina. Two days and about 15 miles of hiking on the AT during the most drop-dead gorgeous time of fall. Hiking, meals, and shuttle included. If you prefer a roof rather than ripstop nylon over your head, register soon because the indoor lodging is going fast. If you like what we're doing here at the Get Hiking Southeast podcast, please do leave a review with the podcast vendor from whom you receive this weekly communication. And if you don't like it or if you have some constructive criticism, perhaps a topic for an upcoming episode, drop us a line at joe at getgoingnc.com. Until we meet again, get out and explore.